Amen. Amen. You may be seated, and John will come and share our scripture reading today. Scripture reading today is from Psalm 17, 1 through 7, and Romans 5, 1 through 5. Hear me, Lord, my plea is just. Listen to my cry. Hear my prayer. It does not rise from deceitful lips. Let my vindication come from you. May your eye see what is right. Though you probe my heart, though you examine me at night and test me, you will find that I have planned no evil. My mouth has not transgressed. Though people tried to bribe me, I have kept myself from the ways of the violent through what your lips have commanded. My steps have held to your paths. My feet have not stumbled. I call on you, my God, for you will answer me. Turn your ear to me and hear my prayer. Show me the wonders of your great love, you who save by your right hand those who take refuge in you from their foes. The next section is Romans 5, 1-5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into his, this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Here ends the reading. Appreciate you sharing our scripture reading with us today. Now as we think about security and what it means, we hear a lot about security needed in many places and for many reasons. And then we hear a lot more about when there wasn't security and there wasn't enough security. And even if there was security, those in charge did not fulfill their duties to secure the situation, the place, the location, and so on. We are blessed to live in this country, a country unlike many others, no other country like America, where we have such security, where we just continue to go to bed each and every night with no worries, no threats, not expecting to hear bombs or explosions, not expecting anybody to come kick in the door and take us to jail. So much security. But as Christians, we are also told, we are also given, Scripture tells us about the armor of God that we are put on the armor of God that we are to protect ourselves and that we need this armor. And we, are talk, and we know about the shield of faith, how the shield protects. Ephesians 6.16, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And for Americans, uh, this is uh, right up our alley. You know, yeah, Take up that shield. Let's put on this armor. Let's be prepared. Let's you know, protect ourselves. But as Christians, are we that aggressive to find security in our one and only Lord and Savior? For Americans, security comes in many forms. 
And this charity that we have, it, it, it has produced a sense of comfort. Life is pretty easy peasy until all of a sudden we hear about reports of all, some off another state, another community, another shooting. It would become, it becomes the normal. And now it's, the normal is if it's, if it's more than two, three, more than three people and beyond, it's called a mass shooting or a mass killing. And all these things are coming at us and consuming us. But yet, we are a country with great daily peace, a daily security as we come and go. We don't hesitate jumping in the car, or go, driving there, going here. We may hesitate going some places at night or after dark or going to some corners of Canton at certain times of day. We may avoid some stores and we may avoid uh, going to the ER at, at late at night or middle of night at certain times. But when we pray, when we truly stop what we're doing, when you begin to pray, when you begin to ask other people to pray, how have you had this new sense of the fear leaving, the doubt leaving, and a new sense of security? Our call to worship was from Psalm chapter 8 today. It is well known and it is encouraging. It brings praise, celebration, and reflection on the wonderful, majestic nature of God. I talked last week about David turning back to God, turning to God, and expressing God's greatness in his prayer and in his life and daily expression. And here David does it again in Psalm chapter 8. He expresses the splendor of God's creation recognizing God's work, recognizing what God has done, recognizing what God is doing, recognizing that to go forth and to live another day, God's still going to be there. God's going to still be about these good things no matter what happens tomorrow, no matter what happens next week, no matter what happens within the world or in the church or in the school or in your family or in the government. God is still going to be at work. And as you think about these things, by turning to God, it helps us with this understanding, knowing that God is in control, we can live with a feeling of being secure in the Lord. And then we read from Psalm 17 today, David prays. He says, I have called upon you, for you will hear me, O God. Incline your ear to me, hear my speech. Show your marvelous loving kindness by your right hand, O you who save those who trust in you. Again, David changing his focus. Changing his focus changing his thoughts so his attitude would be one with the Lord. Looking upon the Lord even when things are not going well. Even when your friends are turning their backs on you. Even when those, that you know, classmate or that good friend no longer wants to talk to you. 
Even when that good friend, that teammate, won't throw you the ball or share the ball. No wonder we need the Lord so desperately bad in our Christian walk. Here we see, we hear David over and over and over again turning back to God. God is David's strength. God is David's source of security. He knows it's not in his army. It's not in his bodyguards. It's not even in his personal prophet, Nathan, that came to tell him that he had sinned when he was in a relationship with another man's wife. David knew that God was his source of security. David prays knowing this. He knows God will hear him. God will respond. And David knows and he expects God to protect. He's putting all his expectation in God. Not in the world and not in the army and not in his kingdom, but in God alone. Are you able to do that? Are you able to totally put everything in God's hands? I was reading the story about a lady. She was a dear saint, faithful church member, faithful, uh, God-fearing woman. She knew scripture. You could go to her and find words and advice. Throughout her whole life, she just depended upon God's word. She'd had security in God's word. And her favorite verse was 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. And it says, This is why I am suffering as I am. Yet I am not ashamed, because I know whom I believed. And I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted unto him for that day. 2 Timothy 1.12 this was her favorite verse, and it was for her lifetime. And as her health began to fail, and as she became confined to the bed, and as she finished her life in the nursing home, and as the family gathered around her, knowing that the time was short, there they could hear her in that time frame repeating this verse. Her favorite verse, just that was upon her heart, her mind, that was so ingrained within her. She just continued to repeat that verse. As her body grew weaker and weaker, her voice got weaker and weaker, the verse got shorter and shorter, but yet her security remained in her Savior, Jesus Christ. And there, that final day, in her final dying voice, all that you could hear her say was Him, Him, Him. She whispered it again and again and again. And as she was leaving and exiting this life and standing at the threshold of heaven's gates, you could still hear her say, Him, Him, Him. It was all that was left within her energy and strength and in her voice. It was all that she needed. That is where her security was in Him. Jesus, her Lord and Savior. Do your prayers increase your security? Does it reduce the worry and take away the stress and stop the hand-wringing? 
Do your prayers increase the security in knowing Jesus as your Lord and Savior? We read there in Romans 5.1, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have, place, we have peace with God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Peace with God through Jesus. Again, that is nothing of this world. That is nothing that we have done other than have faith. To have faith. Peace with God brings security. Without Jesus, we cannot have peace with God because God does not like sin. He cannot look upon sin. He cannot live with sin. But it is through Jesus Christ that he looks upon us. Peace with God is security. This is not some subjective feeling, but yet a real comforting experience. It is the state of being at peace instead of being in turmoil or being in confusion or to worry. There is no longer a hostility between God and you when Jesus is your Lord and Savior. When you are a believer and follower of Christ, there is no divide between God and your relationship with Him. There is peace, there is confidence, there is this, there is this security. Do you know that as you continue to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ, that your security in knowing who you are and whose you are increases and it grows? All your prayers that are heard by God as you pray, are you feeling confidence? Are you building confidence with that security and knowing who God is and whose you are as God's child, God's son and daughter, as God's church leader, becoming more confident in who you are and what you do and what God's called you to do, more confident in using your spiritual gifts, more confident in having a holy boldness to go out into the world and to truly live as a Christian. Not be scared of who's going to see you or who's, who, what they're going to see. To be confident in that what you do and what you say, that they're going to see Jesus. They're going to see Jesus in you. To have that security and that confidence in your Lord. As Christians, we can have this type of confidence. This confidence that knowing that what we do and say, it's not for ourselves. It's not for gaining our name in some highlight reel or getting our name on a building, getting our name on any worldly structure, no matter what size it is. But it is that God gets the glory. That we do it for God's glory and not for our own and not for ourselves. That is God's work within us. But also it lasts for a lifetime and it should be building over a lifetime that when we reach that moment, that moment when we breathe that last breath, our eyes blink for the last time, the last air leaves our lungs, that we have so much security in our Lord and Savior where do we go? We go right into his arms. 
And he wraps his arms around us. And he says, welcome home. Welcome home. We have prepared a place for you. No questions asked. God's not, Jesus isn't going to be standing there at heaven's gates. Should I let him in or should I not? Did they really mean what they did or didn't they mean it? Did they mean what they said or do, do they say what they mean? In Romans, Paul speaks here of this kind of life. A life that frees us of all insecurities. Uh, eternal life in the name of Jesus Christ that makes us have this understanding that we are immune. We have immunity to death. Maybe not a physical, but to a spiritual death. Because God created us to be eternal beings, living forever with Him and all who know Christ. Security because of grace and hope and the glory of God. As it said in verse 3, because of security, what can we face? Because of security in Christ, we face the suffering. We face and we endure the thorn in the side. We endure the attacks. When we endure, we gain perseverance. Perseverance leads to character. Character leads us to this eternal hope. And it is a hope that does not disappoint because it is what God pours out. It is a godly hope. It is a heavenly hope that is poured out. It's poured out into our hearts. And it comes because of the Holy Spirit. Because God poured out the Holy Spirit whom He has given us. So again, it is God's gift. It is graciousness in God's part. It is God's work. God making it possible. God this, God that, God everything. When are we going to get out of the way and let God? When are we going to give God the steering wheel of our lives and just let Him drive us around? Let Him guide us in our thoughts and our understanding. When are we going to say, Lord, open my eyes to spiritual understanding? Lord, help me be more Christ-like. I encourage you, continue in your prayer life. I encourage you to do things that strengthen your prayer life. Do things that you would increase your security in the Lord. With that increased security in the Lord, you know what's going to happen? I promise, I guarantee it. Increased security in the Lord is going to increase your prayer life. And if you increase your prayer life and your security continues to increase, you're going to have this holy confidence and boldness, peace, and relationship with the Lord. And as it said in verse 5, God's love has been poured out into your hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. It's available. It's been given. It's been poured out. Are we going to allow it to take hold? Do what you need to do. Get the earbuds out. 
Get in God's word. Get in the presence of God. Surround yourself with the godly people. Do what you need to do. It's different for all of us. But I pray that you would have that security. And I pray that you will continue to pray for more security in your life and confidence of who you are and whose you are. Because no one can take that away from you. The devil can't take it away from you. No one in the world can take your spiritual connection and relationship with Jesus Christ away from you. They cannot take it away from you. Don't let them. Don't let them. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for the love that you've poured out. Thank you for how you have made your Holy Spirit available to us. Thank you for how you have freely given to us and you have been so generous and you continue to provide for us. And even when we can't see an answer or can't see beyond our noses for whatever reason, Lord, you, you are still there and we can expect the best because of who you are and because Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. So, Lord, I ask that you would continue and enhance the prayer life of each and every individual of this church. Continue to provide the security that they need to face tomorrow and the future, unafraid with Jesus Christ as their Lord of Saviors. Lord and Savior, in his name I pray. Amen. And church, I invite you to stand.